Hey there, Spidey fans, it's me, Stanley. Nope, not Stanley, just regular old Stanley. I'm here to tell you about an exciting contest presented by the Hot Blooded Challenger Club podcast. You could win original artwork from the ultimate Spider-Man. Wow, look at all that great art. All you have to do is join the Hot Blooded Challenger Discord and then click on over to the contest and giveaway channel. It's free, but hurry, contest ends June 30th. So click the link, read the rules, and enter to win this fantastic prize by animationlegends.com. Excelsior! Gotta go cast a video game review show for the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Each episode will review one Sonic title as nominated by you, and we'll rank said title on our scale of chili dogs. One being the worst, ten being the best. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with It's me, Peter Graphic. Whoa, it's Pete! Hey. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Peter underscore graphic. And uh, occasionally I write articles that appear on uh, the wonderful website, GameChog.com. Yeah. And Read Only Magazine. Check out ReadOnlyMagazine.com. Issue two is in pre-order right now if you're listening on the free feed. If you're listening on the Patreon feed, you got a few weeks weeks to wait. But if you're listening on the free feed, yeah, the, the pre-orders are up. Who else is on the line? Hello, Nakobun is here. Hey, Nakobun. This is the fourth podcast that I've recorded today, and the third I've recorded with you. Yeah. Are you sure it was three? I thought it might only be two. Uh, well, there was two sessions, but we recorded two episodes in one session. Are you session. sure I was on both of those? You sure Pete oh, wasn't well, in there somewhere? Hey, don't spoil it. Pete, Pete hasn't listened yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't tease where, it. Where can the fine people find you, Nakobun? Uh, well, uh, I'm on twitch.tv slash Nagobun and youtube.com slash Nagobun. That's N-E-K-O-B-U-N. Um, I play pretty much everything we talk about on here, either to completion or to absolute frustration. Uh, it's been a lot more of the former or the latter lately. I don't know how words work. And, uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at N-E-K-0-B-U-N. Uh, I post when I go live. I post, uh, highlights and... I try to post when uh, videos about the games I really like uh, go up there because I'm on stream like every weeknight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern for the most part. I know that's also uh, Twitter's where I post if I'm going to be late or doing a special stream or it's 3 a.m. and I'm bored and I feel like playing some Animal Crossing for some reason. Yeah, and I try to pop in and, and say hello in the chat and uh, hang out until I fall asleep and my phone hits me in the face because usually by 9 o'clock I'm in bed <laughs> speaking of uh you or like shortly after you went to bed we got the claw baby oh yeah 
the claw. Oh, nice. It's terrible. It sucks. Nice. It sucks so bad. But. I used it long enough to get the special ability. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII remake. We uh, are. I got Barrett. I got Barrett's claw uh, weapon, and yeah, I literally just got the special ability to put it away. I can't do this anyway. Sonic the Hedgehog. And because we just can't keep her away, we're also joined with Sam Newkirch. I'm Sam, artist friend of the show, reluctant Sonic mega fan. You can find me on the internet with my actual name, Sam Newkirch, S-A-M-N-E-U-K-I-R-C-H. On Twitch, hopefully by the time this goes up, I'll be streaming again, but who knows? Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and I got silly stuff for sale on Etsy. So yeah, there you go. Check all those things out. Go to samdoesart.com, the best goddamn domain name you could ask for. Thanks. Decent commission rates, too. I was looking over those. I might actually have something to throw your way within the next month. Oh, geez. I better catch up with what I'm doing then. It is Sonic-related, so you might actually appreciate it. Oh, good. I've been dying to ask you to do one of me as a moose in the Sonic. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should also get my Sonic Sona done, but... And not to put any pressure on Sam, but Sam is also the artist behind the cover of issue two of Read Only Magazine, Adventure. So wow. check it out, readonlymagazine.com. Is this news oh. to you? I thought we agreed upon this. <laughs> yeah, it's news. Oh no. <laughs> I better start sketching quick. Oh, no. yeah. Also, oh, that reminds me, I might also be in this month's one. I, I said I would be in the last one and then never got around to it, but I at least have the germ of what I want to write this time. Good, so. good. Well, this week we are talking a game that was nominated by Burger Champ, who evidently hates us. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. This was released for the Nintendo DS in the year 2008 in Australia, Europe, and North America first. <laughs> and a year later in Japan. It was developed by BioWare and published by Sega. And guess what? If we're talking BioWare in the early 2000s, roll a D20 because we're talking an RPG. Honestly, it's a lot more like walking across a floor full of D4s and D8s. <laughs> it's an RPG with ethical choices from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> the ethics being be a douche. Yeah, be a douche, be less of a douche, be a huge douche. Like every Bioware game, right? <laughs> Rescue a stapler, be a good man. These dorks at Bioware thought they could pull a Pokemon with a uh, event distributed viral chow as a kind of add-on to this. Like, I already don't mm -hmm. have the greatest fondness for Bioware. Apologies to any Mass Effect people out there. It just does not do it for me. Neither does uh, KOTOR. Sweater was all right. Even though, like, I played the uh, Sex Pest Imperial Secret Agent, which was just slightly more competent James Bond in that but anyway yeah so uh the game had this whole thing where like you had chow that you they brought back the chow garden but they were specific unique chow instead of having to feed them or anything you just got chow that worked like mags from fantasy star they would give you extra abilities assigned to your um assigned to your characters and um but you could trade them between cartridges and whatever and they actually they came up with a handful of them that were event only. They only released one of those. They did. They, they only had like one event because nobody showed up. Aww. Uh, in Japan, there were two more. I think they had those available on the uh, off the bat in Japan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so three of the five exist at all. The other two are in the code, but you need a cheat device to get them out of there. Sort of like Mew, Mew and uh, the Game Boy Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the like the surf. Well, the surfing Pikachu was tied to another game crossover. Yeah. That was what Stadium Two. I might have been Stadium One. Yeah, it was it was kind of promo stuff like that, or like you know, get chase cards and stuff was the whole idea. 
Uh, but they didn't even bother putting them on, like, uh, DS download stations or anything. I think it was, like, literally conventions or something, and, yeah, nobody wanted that. I'll tell you, in the early 2000s, Bioware was, like, the name. I know you're not a huge fan of their work. I wasn't a big Mass Effect guy, but I loved KOTOR. Yeah, I love that game, too. I I've said to Pete and other people numerous times that, like, KOTOR 1 and 2 are two of my favorite Star Wars movies, and I didn't misspeak just then. I, I enjoy them. I didn't play Jade Empire, and I do know that oh, they're under somebody else's umbrella now, right? They're not their own thing. I think? They got uh, sucked up it, by EA, I thought. I'm pretty sure it's EA, yeah. Yeah, so they're not the same company, and the company started to not be the same company during the development of this game, but we'll dig into that a little deeper in just a bit. What I will mention about this particular game was a lot of people were very hot on it leading up to it because a lot of people were really hot on Bioware. In fact, when the game was released, if you were to go back and look at some of the older reviews, it's like shocking how well this game did with the exception of two outlets. So you know who's telling you the truth, which is funny because one of them is notorious for not telling the truth with video games and that's Famitsu which I think gave it a dog shit rating and IGN which gave it a very middling rating but I'm talking like high sevens high eights one up.com gave it an A hmm. uh, back in the day the A for ass <laughs> easy there James Ralph <laughs> we'll, we'll see where we rank it a little later on but yeah I mean I think Bioware had just so much cachet in the early 2000s because of Jade Empire, because of KOTOR, because of Mass Effect, that just because their name was on a product, people thought it was good. And this, again, was the height of your Western RPGs. This is when the JRPG kind of fell to the wayside in North America and in Europe and, you know, in Australia, where it was all about the fallouts and the Mass Effects and... Elder Scrolls was bumping by that point. Morrowind was still... yeah cooling yep. off it was it was pre-skyrim but like i think pre-skyrim pretty sure it was pre-skyrim i believe but like yeah but a lot of people still have a huge fondness for morrowind even over skyrim so like sure even despite not porting it to every system and fridge and uh pregnancy test in existence like <laughs> uh it did it, it, it was still pretty good did they port doom to an abacus yet <laughs> not directly but there's probably a way <laughs> Another little note that Sega kind of believed in this game and the company they were dealing with was they offered a little custom stylus that had a cool little Sonic the Hedgehog charm on the back of it if you pre-ordered this game, which, again, you're not going to go through the expense of producing that little promotional item unless you really think it's, you know, going to move copies, right? That's pretty cool. I, I wish I had that. I completely forgot that, like, uh, a friend of mine who did manage to get it gave me her knuckle stylus that came with it. I don't have the stylus part anymore, but the, the charm I still have. That's awesome. So, uh, do the characters sit on the top of the stylus? Is that what it looks like? Hangs off the end of it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah. You could use it like a little keychain, kind of, you know? Oh, that's cool. This may be the first and last time Sonic was in an RPG. Is that correct? If we're talking, like, actual official releases, yes. I'm, like, trying to think if there's, like, crossovers or something. Is Sega Gaga an RPG? I don't remember. Yes. Okay, Sonic's technically in that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's actually, he's in a cameo in Crusader of Senti. Oh. But it's not about him. He's just I mean, if, we're, if we're getting technical, you can dress up in an outfit that looks like him or Tails in Fantasy Star Online 2. Heck, I go. think there was, there, I, there was also, I'm pretty sure, a Sonic-themed mag at some point. Uh, probably in Portable. I don't think it was in, uh... All like right, look, proper. we got a whole <laughs> lot of Ken Penders talk coming up, so let's not fall down these rabbit holes. 
from award-winning RPG game developer BioWare comes an extraordinary handheld adventure. A dangerous new threat has emerged. Sonic must team up with ten friends, each with unique powers, all with one goal. To defeat the Dark Brotherhood. A whole new role for Sonic with all new rules. Sonic Chronicles, the Dark Brotherhood. Rated E for everyone. Coming soon on Nintendo DS. Game and system so Oh god, this is it's dumb. Alright, so there's robots, but they're not bad nicks, but maybe they they they, they look like they're bad nicks or old bad nicks that robotics not using anymore. But like he's dead, like they crash his uh, egg Gary right at the start of the thing, so nobody knows what the hell's going on. And Knuckles screwed up and lost track of the Master Emerald again. Tails didn't have enough explosives on him to help because Sonic was on vacation. And Rouge the Bat is hitting on everything, including Tails. Even though she is the only one who's 18 besides Big, it's all creepy. And Big the Cat is there and he's invulnerable, so they got that right. That he's looking for Froggy because that's what you do when you're Big the Cat. Shower ugly, and like I said, they're just mags now, most of which are, they add elemental stuff, which is pretty useless. Everyone else, all the humans, pretty ugly. If you get outside these still character portraits, most of the characters also kind of ugly, little comic strip bits. I just didn't like it. It, it, it. it felt off. Yeah, eventually you find a force field, Robotnik's a little less dead, and uh, like you, you, you decapitate a few, like a robot and find some other controller looking things to unlock the force field, and then you beat up some more robots and ro robotics, like, uh, they let me help you. And T Tails is a super genius, and let's hang out. And no one learned from Sonic 06 that this serious business plot sort of stuff works for Sonic. Even though know, two years later they try it again, and it's still, it's, no, it's, it's just bad. This is as far as I played. It's not even the full plot yet. I, I didn't get much further than that, but I think an important note for, you know, a couple minutes from now is uh, echidnas that aren't Knuckles are a big part of the plot. When Knuckles is supposed to be, like, canonically, like, the final echidna or whatever. Right. Yeah. So there's some kind of prologue text in the beginning, a quote from Gerald Robotnik about the fate of the future or something, and honestly, that sucked all the will I had to play this right out. <laughs> I, I expect that shit from Dune. <laughs> which I'd rather read again than play this. Again, thank you, Nico Bun. You're doing the Lord's work. I, I didn't even do all of the Lord's work. <laughs> You're doing more of the Lord's work than me with this. Also, it totally lost some fucks from me if you kill off Robotnik in, like, the first five minutes. Yeah. Well, again, he, he turns out not to be dead. Like, I found somebody who actually played through this. It's, a, it's the nine and a half video of this on YouTube. Uh, I think it's FC playthroughs or HC playthroughs. They, they, they pulled some weight. And, like, you can set it to 2x speed and skip most of the combat uh, for reasons we'll probably get into. Uh, but and watch it in, like, two hours to get the plot. And, yeah, like, basically extra-dimensional other echidna tribe um, because banished. And also they want to destroy things or take over. I, I couldn't even tell. Uh, but they've taken over and enslaved a few other races in this other dimension with other planets. So Robotnik and Tails uh, make the tornado, the airplane, an ugly spaceship and fly mm -hmm. through a wormhole and speak to the prophets and uh, run into the Jem'Hadar. <laughs> and then there's a whole civil war that kicks off and the Klingons are being dicks again. <laughs> um, but then there's slug people and then I think big statues or something. Or they're like the Protoss from Starcraft. I just like... Space Quest? No, that's the movie with Tim Allen. And I almost said Marathon for some reason. <laughs> no, no, that's Frog Blasting the Vent Cores, which would make sense with yeah. Froggy and um, Big the Cat. Anyway, yeah, so, but, like, uh, eventually, like, Knuckles is crushing on small titty goth echidna GF, 
who is also a general for the other guys until she's not because she doesn't want to do a genocide or whatever and then you go to these other alien planets to find the chaos emeralds so you can have supersonic beat the crap out of big beardy um a kid and a boss guy and then maybe save the world but then they come back and robotnik's regained all his power and taken over again so they set it up for a sequel they're, they're pretty cocky bastards you ask me but <laughs> spoiler it's not gonna happen but uh yeah uh word is uh some guy might have had some problem with all the echidna stuff uh, you got any uh, anybody here might have some info on that this is why i'm here i volunteered myself for this game specifically one to play more than the 10 minutes i played years ago and then to write an essay to write an essay about uh mr ken penders some of you may know may not know i am vaguely familiar with his artwork but this is all news to me. Yeah, the history behind it, I do not know. This is a uh, this is going to be fun then. Ken Penders, most famous for his lawsuits with Archie Comics and Sega. In fact, there's so much going on there that the Sonic News Network Wikia has an entire page called Ken Penders' Legal Cases. Oh boy. Oh, there's more than one? Yes. <laughs> oh. Is is there going to be a test later? <laughs> basically ken claims that this game here had nothing to do with the lawsuit he said that on twitter multiple times but it definitely prevented there from being a sequel like we were just right. talking about sequel did not happen could not legally happen all right so before i get too far super credit here to uh ponet online who uh, also goes by bobby schroeder i believe it's schroeder bobby schroeder she read every ken penders uh, written sonic comic and has written extensively about it Definitely check out her Archie retrospective blog, Thanks Ken Penders, where she reads every Archie Sonic comic and writes about it. And Pete, you think Nico Bun's doing the Lord's work? Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine this. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I don't play video games sometimes when I, <laughs> when I don't know anything about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, like she... <laughs> <laughs> she wrote an she wrote an article about it for I want to say New York Magazine, definitely one of the legitimate publications that has New York in the title. For those unaware, Ken was a major writer for the long-running Sonic comic by Archie Comics, uh, notably for the Sonic the the Knuckles the Knuckles spin-off comic. Here he created many, many, many original characters for the comic, including a whole family tree for you know that supposed last echidna. Uh, Penders is infamous for both his uncanny anthro drawings and bonkers soap opera furry writing, like <laughs> um, insinuating teenage characters having sex, uh, Charmy the Bee's best friend dying from hallucinogens, and uh, reappropriating what? a fake. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was like a laced chili dog. I'm not lying. What? <laughs> um, yeah, the other one I wanted to know was reappropriating a famous quote about the Holocaust into one about Robotnik. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a bad time. <laughs> Ken, just a big note, Ken has fully admitted multiple times he had never played the Sonic games, which has made perfect sense. With, Wait, with... It, oh my god. And he, like, <laughs> they hired him, and they paid him to do this. Yeah, for, for years. Uh, I did a little bit of research on Mr. Penders myself, and what it would appear to me to be was that Archie needed to hire somebody on the cheap, and Penders, and some other writers were thrown into a bullpen to put out this children's comic about the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, the animated series that we reviewed on Saturday Morning Crunch. Actually, we did it as a crossover for Gotta Go Cast. That's how it originally started. It was supposed to be fun and campy. And then they stopped watching what the book was about. Yes. And then Ken Penders just did whatever he wanted to because this was a dude who had been kicked around different like he worked at dc for a little bit he worked at marvel for a little bit but he never worked on anything 
big. This was him being able to do whatever he wanted, which was it, back in the day with a lot of comic writers to get punished. They get thrown on a book like Doom Patrol and they wrote great things on that book because nobody was watching to see what they did. This situation's a little different. Penders wasn't at the caliber of a Ditko. Uh, so instead, you get all of this weirdness, Holocaust quotes and killing off characters that he never got authorization to kill off. And Sega got wind of this at some point, I, I think maybe even with the Charmy the Bee issue <laughs> and said, what the hell are you guys doing? Stop. Stop this, dude. And Archie's reply to them is like, hey, look, you gave us the licensing and we already printed the book. So unless you're going to give us the money for what we just spent on printing the book, it's going out. And Sega being Sega was just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> they just let the book go out. Was that for when they killed Robotnik? I think that's what that was. Oh, you know what? You might be right. So anyway, yeah, yeah. that's my interjection of, of how Penders got away with what he was doing. It was basically like nobody really cared until it was too late. Yeah. And especially once he got put on the Knuckles comics, you know, Sega especially cares about their precious blue boy. They definitely were not paying attention to what was going on at the time for, for the made up Knuckles lore. And this man and dug in just making it his own thing <laughs> so um, has no experience with the games whatsoever yeah the only experience i knew of is when he started his son absolutely loved sonic so like they did like the research then like right when he started with his original writing for sonic to find out what it was or whatever and wrote a few pitches and yeah but but post that he, he did not play the games his son loves sonic the hedgehog yeah this man hates his son <laughs> Uh, no, I think he would, like, go, he would bounce off his son for stuff. Like, I think he showed his son his writing and stuff. So, like, I don't know, the kid liked it. Yeah, when, you, when you're telling a 12-year-old, and then I'm going to kill this character. Yeah, that sounds cool, Dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> can know no joy in life. Please, well, Dad, I, stop. <laughs> if you, uh, like... <laughs> I know there was, like, a bunch of, like, you know, special comics and stuff. I've never owned any of them, but, like, the super specials and stuff. And there was one called Sonic Live, which had about, like, kids playing Sonic and then, like, you know, getting teleported into the game or whatever. He literally took photos of his kids for that. And I saw there was a panel of, like, his son holding, a like, a TV remote sideways. Like, it was a controller. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> oh, man, a family of dipshits. When I looked at that one issue again, the cover is very clearly a Pender's, not only a Pender's drawing, but a Pender's rendering. The way he renders drawings is just like, it, it makes his drawing so much worse. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Ken Pender's the podcast episode. Yeah, um, Sam with a little bit of shade for Ken Pender's. And now our, joining us on the phone, Ken Pender's. <laughs> oh my God. There's uh, I didn't get to watch all of them, but there are interviews from the last couple of years people did with him so you could hear his side. I, I listened to some of them. I might finish them one day. That, that fool will not be appearing on this program ever. <laughs> no, no, no. I, too, listened to some of those interviews, and he wants to have his cake and eat it, too. Well, if you slip enough of hallucinogens in there, you might freaking <laughs> off. Yeah. He might um enter himself in Roblox. Because the public is aware of his legal pursuits and the repercussions on a comic book series, which... Look, I, I think it's laughable, but there's an audience who enjoyed them and they were hurt when it went away. And then it had to get all, like all reset and things that people invested their fandom into was just sort of swept away. And that hurts people's feelings, just like it did with Star Wars and the expanding universe. And we've talked about this. Those are the people I feel bad for because they 
cared about whatever he was cooking up. But at the end of the day, he never owned those characters, but it was easier just to throw him some money so he would shut up and go away for Sega and Archie than it was to hash it out in court. But now that the public is aware of what Penders did, he wants to pretend like, well, no, the lawsuit wasn't about that game, and it was it was about this, and I came up with these eight characters who were echidnas, and sure, they were all based on Sega Pro It's like, dude, it was work for hire. You never owned any of it. You created everything on the clock. They own it. You don't want to do that. Strike out on your own and make your own damn comic book which he's doing now. So be sure to check that out. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But we didn't even explain yet what he tried to do. And please go ahead. <laughs> All right. In 2009, he filed copyrights for his stories and characters that he, you know, wrote for Archie. They're literally Sonic OCs. They are literally Sonic OCs. And he filed copyrights. And in 2010, the Copyright Office started certifying those. I guess because right. Archie and Sega were just not paying attention. Exactly, um, yeah. And then Archie followed with a cease and desist and a lawsuit to keep their copyright. Uh, it looks like someone at Archie either didn't give a shit or was bad at keeping important paperwork because they failed to provide his work for hire contract, which he said he never signed. And the lawsuit had to end in a settlement in 2013. So after all this, you're probably thinking, Sam, what the hell does this have to do with this game that we're talking about? We'll get into that now. <laughs> So in 2011, he filed a lawsuit against Sega and EA for copyright infringement, claiming that the Nocturus clan, which is the Echidna tribe from the game, that they were too similar visually and narratively to the techno-fascist Dark Legion Echidna tribe that he wrote for Archie. That is not a phrase I ever expected to hear, especially <laughs> related to Sonic. Yeah, I mean, hey, Robotnik can be written as a techno-fascist also, but that's just, you know. Well, yeah, the, the illusion was already there, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, he just dug it. He was not he was not subtle yeah. with stuff like that, with writing like that. Not at all. So it ended in a stalemate, but it resulted in Archie doing a massive reboot, and they removed over 240 characters. And there were a bunch of new mandates from Sega, which I assume a bunch of them apply to IDW's current comics. And they include things like Sonic not being allowed to lose, official Sega characters not being able to show excessive emotion. They've shown, like, you can find online, like, redraws of Sonic crying, and they just had to make him... Make him look just like more dead about it he's not allowed to cry not allowed i saw that i saw that yeah 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 can't form intimate relationship good for some reason uh they're not allowed to use game characters like uh eggman nega from uh i want to say sonic rush and i think the sonic rivals games black doom from shadow the hedgehog or that final boss form of metal sonic from the end of sonic heroes and of course all of the characters and content from the dark brotherhood they are not allowed to touch so after a few years sonic the hedgehog the longest running comic based on a pre-existing intellectual property was canceled and some pointed pick fingers at ken for his lawsuit putting too much pressure on archie i just realized that like that no-no list also ticks so many boxes from Sonic 06. Between Sonic literally fucking dies after form showing excessive emotion and trying to form an intimate relationship with a human young woman. What the hell? What What is going on here? I get if, like, you know, Sega feels maybe like they, you know, you have somebody else writing for your property that they can't, you can't keep their eyes on them 100%. You know, and they're scared right. of a lot of the stuff that things like Sonic 06 did. Like, Sonic Team's kind of backed up, I think, a little a little too much in some ways from, you know, uh, being scared to do certain things. And I definitely think that applied to this. Yeah, yeah th it feels like like they, they kind of shoehorned in a, a required retcon of that as well. Probably out yeah. of shame. Like, <laughs> hey, we're already, screw we're already setting some other rules. Let's never let this happen again either. 
Right. Yeah, this is another example of Sega not caring enough about their star franchise for so long. Like, the whole reason this happened was because they weren't on... Like, Nintendo did what they did with Valiant Comics, but they were... It was an ordique animation, but it was still under their watchful eye. You know, you weren't going to have Princess Toadstool have sex with Luigi in the, you know, Valiant Comics for the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that they, they, Valiant saved that for their uh, their, their Armada sub, um, <laughs> sub, sub imprint. But you you know what I'm saying, like the the Valiant comics that didn't actually happen. Armada but, does exist though. They did the Magic comics and a lot of other uh, slightly more adult stuff. I think they were the ones who picked up Exo Man War and um, Bloodshot mm-hmm. before those wrapped up. I remember three things about comics. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me just reference somebody in comics that hopefully we're all familiar with. Larry uh, Hama from G.I. Uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, that dude had so much influence on G.I. Joe with the comic that he helped put out to push the toy line and the cartoons. It was going back and forth. Hey, Larry, we need these toys in the comics. Oh, Larry, we like what you do with the comic. Let's add this character to the cartoon show. You know why he didn't pull this shit? Because he's a class act and he didn't need to rely on one specific thing for a career because the man also was involved with many other things. Yeah, he didn't he also write the card? Like when you would cut out the back of the G.I. Joe figure, there's like the file card. Yep. He wrote all the those like, that was part of my childhood that and it's yeah. good and yeah. he, he worked on top tier books like uh electra and wolverine yeah he's a co-creator on bucky o'hare because yeah. he had other things going on he wasn't a d-lister like mr penders allegedly <laughs> i just all i wanted to do is make him run around the loop and get rings and here is all this nonsense. <laughs> just yeah, like... I get. Are we good on Ken Penders now? I, have we? Discussed... Uh, we we got to we got to talk about his uh, his what he's doing. What he's up to now? Yes, don't get to talk post lawsuit. So okay. You okay. may think with all this, what the heck did Ken get out of it? Well, in 2011, he announced his original graphic novel project, The Laura Sue Chronicles. Laura Sue is Knuckles' daughter from his Mobius 25 years later storyline in Archie, which was like an alternate future thing it just uh and just i really really try not to knock down the art of others like i really don't but his shit is for this is uncanny like seriously like google the laura sue laura dash sue chronicles his art for this project is scary and parts of it are clearly traced from previous like archie sonic stuff too yeah who's the guy who plays falcon in the marvel movies anthony mackie right oh yeah that's literally his face just traced for it yeah 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 it's literally him like it's a shot of him as falcon traced into there he's gonna get sued again they just put they just they just put his face helmet on it it's just, so bad what until anthony mackie one more sprinkle uh <laughs> that he decided that the characters are no longer echidnas but an alien species called echidnas uh e-c-h-y-d apostrophe n-y-a-s he didn't even put like he could have just done the little spanish squiggle and he didn't even go with that this guy it's been a it's been a decade he announced this a decade ago and the first volume has still not come out he'll he'll throw updates occasionally he's lucky they didn't find that paperwork uh, yeah honestly uh, this would be a lot different. It, it, it's the star citizen of Sonic OC knockoff comics. Great. Great. That's it about Mr. Penders and this game. I'll definitely provide links for if you want to read or watch more because this shit is, is whack. Yeah, join our Discord. And uh, I'm sure Sam will drop all those links for you. Link in the show notes to do that.
So let's let's pull it back in and uh, talk about this game, uh, where it connects to the, this story with these echidnas, because there there's something there, and uh, what potentially happened with this storyline. Because spoilers, the game ends with a cliffhanger. Because I guess at one point there was supposed to be a sequel. Oh yeah, again, like you said earlier, Bioware seemed untouchable and like guaranteed money printing. So they, you right. figure you could have at least gotten one, but nah. No, and yeah. I think yeah. the lawsuit is probably the most likely reason everything was dropped because it was just Sega wanted to wash their hands of Pender's Archie Comics and anything associated with this lawsuit. Again, sucks for fans of this game if there are any. Clearly, back in there are two thousand eight, there were. Yeah, I looked earlier on the development page for this uh, this game on Sonic Retro, and it looks like they were talking about like they were working on a sequel for this. So, yeah. sucks for I, those guys. I also think uh, a part of the reason why the sequel was dropped was because I'm pretty sure they were absorbed into EA. Either like I think they were already um, under EA at that point, but I think they people were getting shuffled around by then. On other teams, and whoever could leave was. Yeah, EA's not looking to put a you know morality RPG on Nintendo's handheld. <laughs> yeah. They're looking by, for by, a by that point. Titles. They were they were probably starting development on a uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO as well, and they like they they like they wanted that to print money. So they were probably any any big players that they were able to keep were probably getting shuffled over to that as well. That's conjecture on my part. I don't know how time works, but I feel like that's something they probably would have done if the timing did actually sync up. There's one area, particularly with this game, that definitely seems like people were pulled from the project, but we'll get to that. So let's talk game mechanics. We're, we're dealing with the Nintendo DS. So there's two ways to approach it. Either you approach it like... You have a beefed-up Super Nintendo that can do a little bit of polygonal work on there. Or you decide to go full-on gimmicks and use the stylus <laughs> way too much. Nicobun, <laughs> which avenue did Bioware choose? This Okay, well, I, uh, before we go anywhere, I'd like to apologize to anyone in the comment section of that playthrough I watched. Because there were plenty of people who said, oh, this is my childhood, oh, I love this. This was not my childhood, and I got some words. <laughs> so this is nothing against you. Maybe some slight disdain for your parents for putting you through this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, it's a mind-numbing grind through a bunch of stuff you don't really care about, plus dialogue trees, plus what if the elite beat agents were elite beating your face in? Like, it's... All the all the combat, all the combat is touch based. It's not just the menus. That would have been fine. I would have okay with the menu. Although sure. tapping the enemy every goddamn time, even if you're tr attacking the same one, really frustrating. Uh, kind of right. an active time battle system. Faster characters can get more ca attacks in during the round and get them in earlier. Um, but the special moves, instead of magic, they're pow moves, and they're more you know Sonic theme. There's ones mm -hmm. where you team up with other characters. Yeah, those require tap inputs like Tatakai uh, Oendon or, like I said, Elite Beat Agents, where it's like you know tap 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 in a pattern or like drag it along for one or yeah. rapid tap. It's very um, specific to like timing and rhythm. And yeah, for, now I'm playing this on emulation. I had a lot of difficulty making any of them happen. 
that yeah i feel i i it's it's there's not much time the first time you do it you're probably going to screw it up because there's not much lead time on uh clicking any of them and um clicking or tapping because i also emulated i feel like it might have been a little better on like the um original hardware because your hand's right there ready to react and you can just park the stylus tip pretty close to the screen because the the bits usually aren't too far apart but with a mouse it was like impossible the worst part is if you fail these little sequences you get nothing Uh, ah yeah you fail entirely yeah that's shit completely destroys your healing capabilities unless yeah. you just want to spend a bunch of rings on like i literally just sold every uh pal refill item you could get and just bought a bunch of healing uh um items instead like health items and they still done that. i still died a fair amount and yeah it's just it's it's also used for blocking but like even if you get part of that you at least mitigate some of the damage which uh, which does not work for the attacks at all Sam, you played the game proper, right? On original hardware? Yep. I had a uh, friend of mine who coincidentally, when I, I, I brought up, I was doing this podcast soon, um, she she had a physical copy. So uh, I luckily got to play it on actual hardware. How does it control? Uh, Well, it's still a little annoying for the, uh, you know, the battle stuff. But, like, I was able mm-hmm. to get it. Like, once you saw a move once or twice, like, I was able to to figure it out. It wasn't bad. Right. Not Not fun, but, like, doable. For me, I was I was getting those notes of early DS games where they were like every developer wanted to use the stylus for something like feel the magic or um, I got the elite beat agent feel as well. But uh, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, right? That's the yeah. one where you had to do the hieroglyphics with your stylus. Yes. Uh, like a WarioWare touch. Those, those games those were, were fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, they were fun. Those games yeah. did it better. And also, when I was doing my research, I realized that they came out like three years prior. Like, this isn't yeah. an early DS game. This came out after Final Fantasy IV came out. You know, where it's like, it's kind of established oh God, now the, the, that... Well, FF4 The Return's its own beast, but yeah, that's a whole but, other uh, like, podcast uh, theories. At least the game showed, like, this is how you can present an RPG on this hardware not a fan of that game and its art direction and style but like look this bottom screen down here you use that for your map you use that for your menu system you don't use that to move your character like you're in you're playing diablo with sonic where you're tapping the screen to make a move they're like that yeah. sucks yeah like it still has some of the jrpg trappings with the menu system and whatnot like it feels it feels more like a jrpg in that sense and most of the ones that would use the touchscreens for menus would usually have an option to just use the D-pad and buttons to punch in entries, especially you're doing repeat stuff over and over, which you're doing here. Gotta tap fast. (laughs) You have to (laughs) tap fast in order to play this. Um, And I I actually had a DS for like a short while, and I didn't have a lot of games for it. I had that Castlevania, which I thought was awesome. I had, uh, you know, Mario Mario DS, where he like turns gigantic. That was super Mm -hmm. fun. I had Mario Kart, which was great, and I had uh, the one where you like make paintings. Do you remember that one? You have to like draw an apple on it. No, and was it like the art studio, art yeah, academy? One, and I had like oh. one of the brain, the brain trainer games. But gotcha. It took me a while to get my DS legs back, and um, I'm not gonna lie, I play, I had to play this on an emulator. Yeah. Um, but my what I played it on has a touchscreen, so I really did try to like. Oh. get as close as i could which is interesting yeah it's it's trying to get like a typical rpg like final fantasy you guys are talking about you can interact with the elements of the environment 
and those moral choices, which are so weird for a Sonic game. But I enjoyed making him even snarkier than usual and get scolded by Tails, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> Where it's like, Amy's like, you want to join me? Whatever. He's like, take a hike. And Sonic's like, you shouldn't talk to her like that. I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I was so mean to Amy. Yeah, I loved it. Because uh, <laughs> her boyfriend from Canada. Uh, I just thought that was hysterical. to a different school. Yeah, it was just weird. And then uh, you, you have to do a lot of the rhythm tapping to pull off those special moves like you guys were talking about, which uh, just it was just plain hard to do. And I'm also bad at rhythm games, so maybe that was just me. No, we've proven it was not just you. So, like, uh, I in RPGs where you can choose to be, like, either a nice person or be a dick, I, like, can't be a dick. I just can't. My husband's like this, too. We just don't have the guts to do it. So, like, I was, an, I was a friendly Sonic. Aww. <laughs> I was mostly nice, but Amy already like came out of the gate with my boyfriend from Canada, and I was like, "Yeah, her made up boyfriend." You're clearly trying to manipulate me and make me jealous. Like, uh, 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 it's like no, we're I, we're not I doing this. I don't like when Amy's written like that. It's kind of shit. Yeah, get a restraining order, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic's into two things: Billy dogs and tails. <laughs> They're married. <laughs> So I only got halfway through this game because, like, I I couldn't deal with grinding. Although it sounds yeah. like grinding wouldn't have done shit anyway. Um, no, no, like it, uh, that's another thing. If you finish it first time, you finish a battle against any like new type enemy, you get like a pretty good hit of experience. Any other round, it's like you're lucky to get an item and ten experience. Like it's it's the grinding has been phased out of it. I think it was to emphasize getting better at the POW system and uh, possibly speed things up, and it does. Not. Yeah, I didn't have the patience to grind, and I wasn't smart enough to, like, sell all of the, like, things that I acquired that I never used. So, like, mm -hmm. I ran out of healing items, like, real quick, and so I made it to, like, pretty much the middle of the game, like, Chapter 5 on Angel Island, and, like, there's the, like, the bad echidna with, like, the, the big beard. I, I couldn't beat him, because I think you gotta fight him multiple times, and I just... Yes, you do. He's got at least two phases there, and I think three at the end. Yeah, I gave up. <laughs> so here it is in a nutshell. You tap the screen for Sonic to run the loop. That's just not right. If I'm playing <laughs> Sonic game, I want to run the loop. Uh, why don't you just let me use the D-pad to let him run around and then use the touchscreen for that silly chase sections with all that POW stuff. Which I also, yeah, which I also didn't like because part of that was I was exhausted from using the touchscreen element already. That should be like something I look forward to doing, and I just didn't. Um, but I like Bioware's other stuff. Like I said yeah. earlier, I like I liked uh, Kotor a lot, and I really do like <laughs> dialogue tree elements because I like being a, a wise ass. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. And you can also swap between characters, get new areas, and explore, which I honestly mm -hmm. like too. Knuckles climbs yeah. makes sense. The abilities were cool. I, that yeah, that, that's idea. cool. You know, cream who is a cream, right? And tails yes. that could fly yep. over stuff. Amy smashes stuff with that hammer. That was cool. That worked. I don't think the way they did them was necessarily very great, but I do like the idea of like the way they split up the characters into different types and like gave them different strengths. Like yeah. I, I can appreciate that. And again, Big the Cat is invulnerable, which is correct and right. <laughs> uh, like you used him to walk through like uh, poison fog for those unfamiliar with the game and the mm -hmm. chase section that he mentioned. Um, if enemies try to escape. You get a chance to chase them down, but you got to like tap characters to j j jump over random crates, and uh, it's like a side—it's a side scroll thing. But you have to tap 
it's another goddamn rhythm thing where you have to tap to avoid obstacles and catch up to them if you still want to beat the crap out of them. Otherwise, you get nothing. So I like, and also you don't have to do that when you escape. Uh, I think I don't. I never actually managed to escape a battle. I usually just died a lot. But. Yeah, no, you can escape a battle if you, uh, you know, you flee and then succeed at doing that. Otherwise, like if enemies started to flee while I was doing it, I just didn't try. I was like, I don't want to oh, fight yeah. them. Just, just let me knock into a bunch of boxes and yeah, fuck fighting them. I didn't want to be in this fight in the first place. That's right, exactly. Half the game. Exactly. All right, and now let's talk about some of the elements where this game, in my opinion, falls the flattest on its face. Art-wise, and again, looking back at old reviews, it was getting praised. I think this game is fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of found, well, I usually find low-polygon Sonic charming, like Sonic R and, uh, you know, some other stuff, but not here. He looks messed up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they all look messed up. The The three-quarters view is nice, and I, I thought the environments are really lush, and they were kind of fun to explore. I just didn't like controlling him with that stylus. That that really kind of ruined it. Uh, it was a lost opportunity to let Sonic run around on his own and play in that world to me. It, that would have been fun, just kind of exploring that viewpoint with him, almost like 3D Blast. Um, all his buddies are there, which is always nice. It just it doesn't look right, and it doesn't feel right. Um, I did like the 2D animation. You know, it kind of reminded me of like those old Flash games back in the day, which I yeah. thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I was waiting for Pico to come out or Strawberry Clock or something like that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they looked like shit. But that's just <laughs> me too. Right, go, go. But like, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember playing stuff on Newgrounds. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Battle. Uh, I, think, like, I think I'd be more forgiving to how those Flash parts look if it was on Newgrounds. I'd be like, damn, this is cool. Like all those like Sonic like compilations that would come mm -hmm. out every year and be like wow this shit looks sick but like in an official product on like a console like i think it looks like but like, <laughs> i mean i i just i don't know i i, I hit some sort of nostalgia button for me and i was like <laughs> that's understandable <laughs> but yeah read, read the 3d models i remember i forget well i remember looking up something about I, oh i was looking for screenshots because i post instagram when i go live and um like, I I found one where it had a Sonic in his like spin form, and I was like, he looks like the Glaive from Crawl. <laughs> and um, oddly enough, like when I was looking for a playthrough of this, some kid made some stop motion animation series called um, uh, Sonic Chronicles on YouTube, like with his toys and stuff, oh, and uh -huh. it looks better than a lot of the Slash animations do, and is <laughs> a much better and more concise and understandable plot. Even though it's, it's, even though it's like a 14 year old uh and like mario shows up and um it gets dark towards the end but yeah it's only like eight episodes go watch that don't play this game no kid yeah watch out kid because ken penders is going to try to hit you with a lawsuit so he can get a new lease on a new camry doesn't add any extra kid does it's fine it's fine oh, good. <laughs> good. so as an illustrator myself my opinions on the the you know visual presentation of this are like totally up and down i thought most okay. of the 2d character drawings that were done in like a similar style to like the official modern sonic like 2d art i, I think those look fine but like i said the, i thought the 2d animations were super awkward looking some of those like drawings are just not yeah not good and i remember back in like 2007 2008 whenever they announced this game the first thing i loved went were the lovingly rendered promo drawings that have like the watercolor or like colored pencil textures like the the cover of the game looks like that and i really 
I really like those. And otherwise, I think the the map the map kind of has a watercolor quality, and like I could appreciate those like by themselves uh, as drawings, but like they were annoying as hell to navigate. <laughs> I, like, I don't think the way they, like, just set up controls on the map, like, worked okay. And, yeah, the 3D models could have been a lot better. I also yeah. really love 3D, just, like, low-poly mm -hmm. stuff is great, but, like, those were just awkward. And, like, bare minimum, like, simplify the pupils instead of trying to stuff all the detail of, like, the modern eyeball style. Yeah. They look, they look just like those awkward Toy Network Sonic plushies with the plastic pupils that you could get in the 2000s. Like, I had one of those. It was Tails. And it's just like the eyes are just bugging out of it. They look exactly like that. It reminds me of that bad joke. It looks like Sonic did a 100-yard dash and a 50-yard gym. <laughs> So, that's it. I'm leaving it in. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I felt okay about the maps. Like I like the use of color. It's very. Um, if you merge the two Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons, like it had the weird, kind of you know non-Euclidean kind of funkiness of the cheaper one, the Scratch and Grounder one. Yeah. But with more like, yeah. yeah, it was a little cleaner. Uh, like the Saturday morning one, and like you know. Good use of color stuff, but like t again, terrible uh, signposting and landmarking. Like it was easy to get lost on the maps, and um, like all the loops that you had to tap to go through were pretty counterintuitive. I was glad there were arrows for climb spaces and such, but some of the navigation was just like, why would I think to do that? I remember there's a puzzle where you have to like move a piece of pipe, and there's a machine that clearly has two things that look like joysticks on it. And you have to activate that, but then you have to go all the way around to the freaking pipe to make the pipe move. To replace the section of it so you can go further on the, it, it, it's like what what no it's <laughs> completely counterintuitive just it's just little things like that kept coming up and just like i said earlier that all the humans in this world look terrible there's this one kid you have to rescue from a cave and he, he i had a visceral reaction like you are the ugly you are the ugliest child i have ever seen and i just kind of want to leave you in a ditch like <laughs> I, I don't, uh, and what was the reward? I got like a healing herb, like a mid-grade one. Like That, that should be one of Sega's wow. rules for themselves, which is stop putting human beings in Sonic the Hedgehog games. Just stop. I think the Sonic, the, the humans that were in Sonic Unleashed were designed okay. But that's that it. that one yet. Haven't yeah, we have that. no idea what that is. The designs Actually, are fine. Just got uh, nominated, by the way. The that's the werewolf one, right? Yes, yes. it's the werewolf one. Yeah. Oh, I did get nominated. The did get nominated. Yeah. I will say the the general design of that game is gorgeous. You can knock down everything else, but that's what you can look forward to is is the design of the game. The only human I'm cool with Sonic interacting with is James Martin, <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Hang out with Cyclops, then I'm cool with it. Is Unleash the one with the little purple guy, the sidekick? Oh yeah, Chip. People hate Chip. Uh, I like. No, I like he's Chip. He's terrifying looking. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll like him more in action, but in stills, I'm just like, why are you here? I'm just hoping that game has better music than oh, this, because yeah. this music <laughs> is dog <laughs> shit. That was a it good transition. <laughs> by far the worst music we've experienced in a Sonic game, in my opinion. The music in Zippy the Porcupine is better than these terrible MIDI renditions of tracks from Sonic 3D Blast? Why, why are you lifting? Why are you lifting from that game? It looks, it looks similar to 3D Blast. Maybe that's what they were thinking. 
Yeah, well, that should have been their first clue not to make this goddamn game. <laughs> yeah. There's at least one remix of a Sonic 3D Blast game that is in Sonic Adventure and is good. So it's not Sonic 3D Blast's fault that this sounds like shit. My initial impression was that somebody just threw a Casio down a staircase a few times and then just were, like saved whatever recorded. Oh fuck! You like ain't it, like the city, the the first city you go to adjacent to Green Hill is just oh, it's like. Oh, it's it's so bad. It's I like thought there was something the wrong with the emulator. You know how sometimes yeah. the emulator fucks up <laughs> and like the music sounds bad. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. All right, something's going on with this this emulator. So let me uh, let me listen to the soundtrack. You know, because that's what I do. I play the game as much as I can, and then I listen to the whole soundtrack independently on its own, so I can appreciate. Fuck that shit. I ain't doing yeah, that no. for this game. The moment I heard that, it was oh, this is the music. I'm not listening to this. This is terrible. The sound effects. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, God. Oh, yeah, boy. yeah, yeah! The, the, the pusher robot shoved Hannah and/or Barbara down the stairs with that Casio code. Like, Talk about oh. Newgrounds.com! Holy shit! They're cartoon sound effects, but they're like not even like Sonic cartoon sound effects. It's literally like stuff from like 1960s. Boing. 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 Freaking, or Boing. like Boing. what? What of the seventy? <laughs> thousand freaking scooby-doo-esque shows like jabberjaw or uh the, the one with the ghost bro it was like something they got off of like cartoon noises like a, a they bought <laughs> it they, you know it's like we just need cartoon noises all right here in, in all honesty it very well could have been it probably like, was it sounds like they went to a 2008 website and just downloaded some wave files of sound effects they might have cool message notifications for your phone yeah your ds game <laughs> Yuck, somebody came. Thing. Somebody came in with like a CD. Like, look at this free stock CD I found with, with cartoon sound effects. Let's use this. Oh great, that you saved us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the game is saved. They gave us five dollars and half a bag of Funyuns to finish this game. What do you got? I got this CDR of a bunch of sound effects. Great, throw it in there. You're, you're gonna have to wipe some coffee stains off that. I've used it as a coaster. So, I don't know how to explain the, the sound effect choices, but there is apparently an explanation for why the soundtrack is ass. It looks like they made a full original soundtrack for the game, but for some legal reasons that I could not find, they had to pull the stage music and rush to replace them with shitty MIDI versions of previous Sonic songs. People said they were MIDIs pulled from the internet, like people's fan MIDIs. I don't know if that's true or not. Fucking bonkers if it is. <laughs> you think about the legal trouble they could get into, or the legal weirdness they can get into with doing that? Like, I... Yeah. I, I read the same research in regard to the soundtrack. This is, like, I get it. EA absorbed you. They wanted you to finish this project. That's unacceptable. And I don't know how, uh, you know, a site like oneup.com back in 2008 gave it an A with a soundtrack like this. Like, yeah. it really, it hurts the game. It hurts. It does. It hurts the game a lot how bad this music is. It's the part I hate the most because Sonic games almost universally have good music. It's almost like it was his anniversary or something. It's like the year of Luigi. It never ended. Except <laughs> <laughs> the year of Luigi was good because he is, you know, have you heard the good word? <laughs> yeah. I saw a mention too that the Rush made them use an unfinished sound font. So some of the original songs are missing instruments. Which makes the sound even worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, uh, the uh, city theme I mentioned earlier sounded really gappy, so maybe that's part of it. I, I, I don't even want to know. I just kind of want to get through the. Just, Did Kenders do the soundtrack? Wait, oh, maybe they had to pull the soundtrack as it mentioned to Kenders. 
<laughs> okay, like this reminds or me. I need to. I need to link in the Discord when I'm done. Uh, while doing Ken Pender's research, I learned he tried to pitch a Sonic movie. Uh, this is after someone else was just like, Hey, I'm thinking of pitching a Sonic movie, and he heard about it, and instead of waiting for them, he, like, made his own shit pitch, and immediately, like, shot past that person and just, like, pitched it. And it's awful. It is a piece of garbage. I'm gonna link it in the Discord. <laughs> the more I, I, like, read about this dude and find out about this dude, the more that I think he's allegedly a giant piece of shit. Yeah, seems like, like it. At the very least, he is someone who has either never received or never paid attention to constructive criticism. Because, like, he's been drawing off, if he'd actually, like, cared to try, he could probably improve artistically. And maybe as a person, too. But, like, ugh. It's, it's just it's just maintained the same level of ugh for, like, at least a decade, if not having gotten worse. Well, I guess two decades now, because we've been waiting a decade for the original comic. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it has not gotten better, and, like, if he actually cared about the craft, he would have probably, at least, you know, tried to tweak it a little bit. Again, shame on Archie Comics and shame on Sega for allowing, allegedly, such a toxic individual to go, like, just go bananas with things and characters he did not own to the point where they didn't know what to do, so they gave him a cash payout that he's probably still riding on. But as far as I can tell, there was no Ken Pender's art prior to Archie Comics. Like when he was working for the bigger names, doing God knows what on, I'm gonna guess, smaller books. He's probably doing a, a one-shot for Metal Man or something like that. I, I can't find any evidence that he ever did art. And I'm not here to criticize him as an artist. And he sure, he's 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 drawing. So the more you draw, the better you get at it. So uh, Ken, keep drawing, brother. <laughs> but I think the hubris of the man really comes through with these lawsuits and uh, and what he's presenting as, uh, you know, final product artwork for a comic book. With the art thing, um, I mean, yeah, I couldn't find art that wasn't this um, out of the man. But, like, assuming he... He does have competency drawing, let's say, like, more standard American comic fare that's not, like, anthropomorphic funny animals. There seems to be a trend if you see artists, like, comic artists who are proficient in drawing classic American comic fare, um, that when they go to draw anthro animals, they're kind of scary and awkward as fuck. Lesson there is if you're gonna have uh, anthro characters, have furries draw them. Pay furries to draw them. They'll draw them good. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 100%. Um, and, okay, I'll give the man one thing, now that I remember. One part of the lawsuit was him, you know, wanting compensation for when his work that he made for the comics were reprinted. And I think that's 100% valid. That is a valid point. Oh, if, yeah, that's something that work, Yeah, royalties, absolutely. Right. Yeah. But that, otherwise, uh... <laughs> I'll give him that. That's it. That's all I'm giving him. Eat, Lofi. Eat. We'll be right back. The Hot-Blooded Challenger Club podcasts are a proud affiliate of Animation Legends. Head on over to AnimationLegends.com and scope the large assortment of animation cells they're offering. Own a piece of animation history. For just $25, you can get five different cells from some of your favorite animated shows. Shows like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Vampire Hunter D, Captain N, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Wars Ewoks, and many other. And you can pay even less with our special promo code 
rings at checkout that's r-i-n-g-s go to animationlegends.com or click the link in this show's description and tell them that the hot-blooded challenger club sent you with our promo code rings oh hey there listener i didn't see it come in well since you're here let me personally thank you for listening to this program. If you'd like to show your support a little bit further, check out the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can become a member for as little as a dollar a month. And with that dollar, you get access, early access, to premium episodes of this very podcast. What's a premium episode? Additional content that's cut just for club members. You could be listening to that instead of this advertisement right now. And hey, don't have the buck, but want to support the show? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. Honestly, it it goes so far to help our algorithm, so one day you could hear me advertising for uh, comfortable underoos, or a really good mattress, or yet another subscription box. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. Shake, Loki. Shake. Now back to our show. Can be a great way to take advantage of that. And don't put humans in it. For fuck's sake, stop it. <laughs> and we're back. Hey, if you missed it, you missed that exclusive content. It's because you're not a member of the Hot Blooded Challenger Club. And you could be for as little as a buck a month. It's an awesome Patreon with a great community. Check it out. HotBloodedChallenger.club. All right, let's wrap Gotta up. Gotta go steal mom's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> now you so, remember. Let's wrap up on Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. Even the title makes you think, like, "Oh, this is gonna be a series." Yeah, <laughs> the storybook series had a longer life than this one. Uh, Nico Bunt, hit me with those final thoughts. Oh, most of that I already touched on. I actually had like a whole spiel making fun of Bioware at this point, but uh, that whole <laughs> Mass Effect Legendary Collection just lo- uh, just dropped, so they're yeah, you know, out for any blood. <laughs> That might speak ill against them. So uh, I sure. like Rex. He's cool. <laughs> but I I wish this game hadn't happened. You know, it's just so dense. It's got so much lore and things to read about. There's a journal. And then there's a guy who needs Sonic to chop wood. It's it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Literally the first shit? encounter with another Yeah, who gives a shit? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about any of that. I mean, it's not as bad as sonic genesis which i think is a sin and it's not as bad as 06 which i think is like a crime i would maybe try it again if i had a real ds because i do like bioware and i i do like a good rpg when it gets its hooks in me but before i give you a rating let me tell you a story of chili dogs chapter one the hot dog bun and then after that we get to read chapter two the hot dog then after that this is exactly how i feel about playing that game it was just like (laughs) get to the point already and and the other thing too it's like did you guys see the ending to this game did you look it up yeah yeah, yeah, i didn't get to it uh no spoilers but like tails is saying like hey sonic do you want to know about the people who wrote made this game And he's like sure and sonic's like it's this guy and it's this guy you want to know about the, the handheld department and he's like okay and i'm like this is the ending to this yeah 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 the credits are a big fourth wall break until what what i I forget if that's before or after they go back to 
Robotnik rules everything. Uh, yeah, that, so, I think it's I think it's after, and it's even more jarring. It's like, well, that's fucked. Let's talk about the staff. It was they, so they, they tried to pull a Chrono Trigger like the developer room, like as you go to that at the end Ugh. and talk to all the devs as the characters, which was cute. But this is just like a list. They're reading I lists. Turn it off. If I was playing it, I would just turn it off. Uh, it's two chili dogs for me. <laughs> well, uh, I I just don't think it's good. Uh, I think there could be potential in an idea like this executed well, uh, but at this point, I would not expect anything like that official. I could see it as a fan-run project, somebody mm -hmm. doing this competently, um, but that's just because a lot of the fans have more competency than people making official Sonic games. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a shame, uh, because I really am curious about, like, what they could do with the lore that was set up from, like, Sonic 3 and Knuckles through, like, Sonic Adventure 2, and and but I, I feel like... This was just yet another mediocre game that stopped Sega from taking a chance on anything like that for years later. Yeah, I only got through half the game, like I said, but I think part of that too is because I was spending like 20 hours for fun grinding in Yakuza 7 at the same time, and I could only- I can't help but compare a good RPG to a bad one, and I don't- I don't think I could deal with the bad one. <laughs> if there was ever a year for Sega, it's the- well- two years, 2020 and 2021 are Sega's year. They're doing great things right now. They're probably one of the best contemporary developers, aside from, you know, Nintendo, but like delivering to the fans. This is it, Sega. You have an opportunity with your next Sonic title. Don't fuck it up. Just give it, give it to the, give it to the Yakuza <laughs> team. Just let that yeah. happen. Go. Seriously. Go. And then I, whatever I, you guys want to do. You know, I can't. Those guys like they know how to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember if I've already mentioned this in another podcast, but in the past, like, six months, my husband and I played through all the Yakuza main games, like, zero oh, wow. through seven, in yeah. six months. It was great. They do a great job with that team, and the, uh, I, I feel bad, I don't remember his name right now, but the guy who's usually credited as, like, the creator of Yakuza, and, like, uh, is the creative lead for Sega has said that he'd be interested in in working with Sonic. So like, please, oh, please, please yes, save yes. Sonic. <laughs> call call Dimps in if you need an assist. Like, hell, re revive Smile Bit, bring them back from the dead. Let's go. I think call, call up Homeboy from Ancient to come over. <laughs> Draw some ideas. Current rumors going around for like the next Sonic anniversary games. I think there is rumors that Dimps is going to be coming back for Sonic, Good. but like, we'll see. Oh, I don't know. Oh, they oh. did they did Sonic Four also, and that was not very good. So, no. well, give them a handheld one because they oh they, they yeah. definitely nailed that. How many chili dogs are you giving it? Like three. They they tried. I feel like they got screwed over. Like any developer making a Sonic game. But right. uh, it's still not very good. Yeah, I think there's some ideas here. I think there was a lot of ambition put up in, into it early on. And because of different things happening to Bioware at that time, it just fell to the wayside. Uh, again, I am shocked at how much cachet that Bioware name ha had in 2008. I was around. I enjoyed the games they put out. But I cannot believe that this game was ranked as high as it was. I'm giving it two chili dogs uh, just on the fact that they they tried some things and it fell apart. It feels like a incomplete game or a rush game or a game that lo lost probably 90% of its team. Do you think like Famitsu, like, do you think they, they were able to see through it being a shitty game because maybe they don't have a bias with, for like American developers? I don't know. Yeah, that that's 
potentially it. It's my understanding too, and anyone feel free to correct me, but this is something I heard years ago that Famitsu is like a Paola situation too. Seems like it to me. I've, I've heard that before, yeah. I, I can't confirm or deny, but I've definitely heard that suggested. This came out when JRPGs were kind of in a rut. So for a Japanese video game magazine to look at this, they're like, we don't like this. This sucks. You know, because what we like is yet another Dragon Quest. We don't want this. Yep. And they that's probably why they were more critical than, you know, your uh, your EGM or your one up who just saw it and they're just like, well, it's Bioware, so it's gotta be good. I like Kotor, I like Jade Empire, so this must be good. Mass Effect is great, so this must be good. Instead of really digging in, because again, j just listening to the game is enough <laughs> to say at best. This game's a D. Once you start playing it, now we're going a little lower. Nico, but how many chili dogs you give in this game? Well, at first thought, if the minimum weren't one, I'd give it a zero. But as I've said several times, Big the Cat is there. He's the best character in the game, in the <laughs> franchise, and he's invulnerable. So let's help it a little bit. We're, get, we're getting up there. Um, it's not voice acted, so if you want, you can make Amy Rose sound like a chain-smoking Jewish New York grandma, <laughs> which I did for my playthrough, if you want to go check that out. Sonic, my boyfriend Dexter. It was, it was it's terrible uh, but that helps a little bit so one point added for that and one and one point added for big one point added for a chain smoking amy god it's scott steiner all <laughs> over again oh <laughs> uh, and then uh yeah half a point for chain smoking amy so 2.5 chili dogs I, I don't mean to interrupt but i keep thinking of amy rose she's like sonic you gotta go fast to get me new, more menthols <laughs> <laughs> Dexter, Dexter didn't send me those those golden filters. You never call unless you need something. <laughs> All right, and now it's time for the hard work. We must rank Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood on our master list of greatest Sonic games of all time, as reviewed and ranked by Gotta Go Cast. Okay, I know. Pete touched on this, and I think he and I are in the uh, same realm for our ranking. We currently have 13 games on our list. This will be the 14th entry. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, the bottom of the barrel, the absolute worst game on our list, is Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis, released in 2006 for the Game Boy Advance. And uh, right above it is Sonic the Hedgehog, released in 2006 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Uh, and then at the very top of our list still is Sonic CD. We don't have to worry about that because this game is not going to get anywhere near the top. Uh, I'm not putting this above Sonic R for soundtrack alone, but for many, many other reasons. I think you're really just telling me. Then. <laughs> yes, I am telling you that. So I think Sonic, Chronic Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood belongs in at our new number 12 spot. And even that doesn't feel right for some reason, but uh, it's hard. Sonic I... 06 is so broken. It's such a broken, you can play this game. It's not fun to play this game. Whereas Sonic um, 06, like I, although uh, I got to defer to Nico Bun. He played a hell of a lot of Sonic 06. Like, okay. So we're, we're on even ground here where both of them try to do something new mm -hmm. and like, Sonic 06 dicks it like twice. Like there are there are moments of flow in that game. Brotherhood has no flow. No flow. Mm. But it mm. does, however, it does have Big the Cat. 
So <laughs> I will also slot it at number yeah. 12 above Sonic 06. Okay. You're above Sonic 06? Yes, but still below Sonic R because none of you appreciate Sonic R like it truly should be. That's not true. I'm right here. No, it's <laughs> Sonic R. Stinks. The only one who doesn't appreciate Sonic R on this podcast right now, when we have four people on, it, is Pete. So you, you, you run off the map sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still the slowest character in the game because like they, they gave me a car and the car is gone. Oh, my God. The game is Sonic R. The R stands for race. It's got to stand for race. There's no racing in it. They don't care what you do. They want you but to run around like an idiot. everybody's super Sonic racing. It's clearly right there in the song. I'm living in the city and I'm feeling alive. <laughs> it may be in the song, but they don't give to a rat's ass. If you're running backwards or looking for things or doing something else, they don't care. The well, game encourages you to go and do whatever you want. Okay, but, but the music is dope. Yeah. And low poly Sonic is adorable. Yeah, it should, I, I I'd rather have the soundtrack. Yeah, which I did in Sonic All Stars Racing, and I was like, you know what? This is a much better racing game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Off the track. Let's like, let's not. As much as I try to every show, let's not relitigate Sonic R. I, I, I'm kind of dragging <laughs> this out. <laughs> but will you agree that low poly Sonic R Sonic looks better than low poly Dark Brotherhood Sonic? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Okay, and okay. I, I like. All right, I also like the way everybody looks in Sonic R. Cyber Knuckle. But I can also see those same <laughs> models in Sonic Jam. There you go. Which is a, a better game too. Um, I think it should. I think it should. I think we it don't know belongs. that. It hasn't been suggested yet. Uh, we're gonna get there eventually. Yeah. I, I, Jam's I not think even a game. Sonic R, Sonic Jam. Well, like it's a compilation with an adorable like uh, world up. But like, I, I mean that, that's a I different don't... discussion. Are we gonna play the compilations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a I don't know. That's a, a Discord chat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't know. Did I like this better than Sonic 06? I didn't. Tough, right? Yeah, it's tough because I didn't. I hate Sonic 06 so much that I gave it to Sam. Yeah. Like, you know? So I I don't know. I guess I like this better than Sonic 06. For, for me, my the thing is, Sonic 06 is a historic mess. Like, historic. But I had fun playing it. I've had fun playing Sonic 06 multiple times. I did not have any fun. I did not feel anything out of this game. So for like for yeah, me you know. for me personally, I would rather put it like between Sonic 06 and Sonic Genesis. But like, you know, I'm fine with it going in either spot. You know, as long as it's like below Sonic R and above Genesis, I don't care. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm more comfortable with putting it under 06 and not because 06 is a good game, but because I definitely had more laughs playing 06. Yeah. It's with more the, noteworthy. The town folks or, you know, and this is very early on into the game, but when you first meet Tails, you're like, hey, Sonic, let's go! And then he just eats shit into the water. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this is so bad, it's funny. You yeah, know, whereas was, yeah. this okay, game okay. just kind of annoyed me. Uh, uh, graphically, I found it off-putting. The soundtrack, I've made it very clear, I found off-putting. Uh, I think... At least Shadow's theme was good in Sonic 06. All right, all right. I'm, I'm kind of getting swayed here. Oh, I absolutely love Silver's cheesy-ass uh, oh, yeah, theme. Dreams of an Absolution. I love that song. It's like the Ed Wood of Sonic games, so you, you guys are probably right. Hey, that's a good <laughs> All right, yeah. so I think we all agree we're going to put Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood at 13. 
which would Lucky bump guy. Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis for the GBA down to 14. Oh, so there you one, have it. one little note, too, that I forgot to mention that, like, I absolutely hated from the game, specifically talking about the sound effects. That that fucking ye children, yay! They did at the end of every single battle. I yeah. fucking hate it. It's the same yay from like Five Nights at Freddy's, which I know that sound effect is much older than that, but like that's all I associate it with. And it's like, why the fuck is this here? Well, that just about does it for us. I'd like to thank our hosts for joining me on this episode. Thank you, Nico Bun. Thank you, Pete, and especially thank you, Sam, for suffering through at least half of this game. I'd also like to thank the members of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, without whom this podcast is simply not possible. If you'd like to become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, please, please, please visit hotbloodedchallenger.club. And don't forget, check out Pete's article, check out Sam's artwork, check out my article, maybe Nico Bun's article's in there. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. This was recorded months ago. Readonlymagazine.com. Pre-order your issue of ROM number two, Adventure. And if you'd like to nominate a Sonic game for us to discuss on a future episode, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher with your nomination. And if you'd like to hear that nomination just a little bit quicker, you can make that happen by becoming a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club like Burger Champ for as little as a dollar a month. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh,